You're listening to the Rapid Realization Podcast, where we discuss the mind, body, and everything on healing from within, for you to get inspired to finding your own inner wisdom, to be more self-actualized and become aware of your highest potential. And I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Balkansky, a certified clinical hypnotherapist and mind coach at Rapid Realization, and I welcome you. So let's begin. Today's talk is on forgiveness, and it's a good one. So even if you want to jot down notes, I would highly recommend it just because um, I'm going to give you five main points or five main steps that are involved in truly forgiving someone. We think that we, nice, we think that we really forgive, but it's like a friend coming to you and being like, um, you know, you ask them, how are they doing? And you can clearly see that, oh, I'm doing great. Like their, their, you know, sound of how they speak and even their whole demeanor isn't really showing that they're doing great. Um, and it's like someone telling you, coming to you, oh, I already forgave them and getting all upset. <laughs> clearly they haven't truly forgiven because there's some deep stuff being held and you can tell even by how they respond about, um, you know, oh, I already forgave them, you know, even having that response in their tone and their demeanor and everything. So we want to make sure that if we're going to really forgive, that we get deep and we forgive because um, not holding on to any resentment or unsettled feelings about someone is more detrimental, more detrimental to us and our recovery in order to move on. So I'll go over the five main key points and these are stuff that I do on all my clients. So highly recommend this is really good stuff to just take down. So the first part of forgiving someone, of truly forgiving, is separation. Uh, that's the main word. <laughs> We're separating the behavior with the person. And the reason why we do this is because the person is, um, you know, what we're forgiving. We're, we're learning to give forgiveness to the person. And honestly, in the field that I work in, there are behaviors that are really unacceptable, completely unacceptable, and are not forgivable, you know. But when we can separate the behavior from the person, and I'll explain this, it's going to make a bit more sense when I get to um, step number three. So we separate the behavior from the person. Once we do that, we move on to really looking at, and this may also help with separating the behavior with the person, is we look at the expectations or our expectations of what they could do, which the word here would be their resources. So we identify that person's resources. And in order to be able to do that, you have to kind of know their pattern or know of a pattern um, meaning that if the person is someone that you know then you look at um, what is it that you expected them to do and have they ever done this in the past have they ever done what it is that you expected to do to do and if they haven't done it then clearly they didn't have the resources to do it for some reason however when someone doesn't know someone and that's when I like to bring the science into it because there are a lot of research and studies. And again, I work with people that, that have had pretty, you know, um, 
really horrendous um, behaviors being done. And, and they don't sometimes know the people very well. But the studies have shown that if someone does act in, in uh, violence or discord or malicious or even um, a very maladaptive way, that there has been some damage in a sense to them too. That they too have maybe received that type of behavior. Oh man, I watched this awesome documentary um, called Not Crazy But in- Not Insane but crazy oh man i forgot the forget the name of this movie but it's a documentary written by a psychi or uh, presented by a psychiatrist who's done research on like the prison systems and um people uh that uh would murder and kind of their brain structure and everything on on um really trying to find out why they did the things that they did she wanted to go to the root cause from the very beginning of why they became the way that they became to be able to engage in such heinous acts of yeah it's on hbo someone just commented about that it's on hbo about how these people were able to engage in these heinous acts to murder um and at the very end she even talks about even ted bundy because people think that he had uh this perfect life with perfect parents but come to find out you know and i'll leave it to you to find out by watching the the show and uh there's a comment yeah crazy not insane is the name on hbo it's a good documentary about it but this just shows that there is sometimes a physiological interruption for people to have certain resources to be able to do certain things and it is very much tied to abuse so this is the extremity of uh, the ext- extremity <laughs> the extreme of of identifying if someone truly had the resources or abilities to do something that maybe we would have expected them to do so going back to the steps so we separate the behavior from the person we identify if they had the resources to be able to do what it is that we would have expected and then one of the big ones and this is to a greater or less extent we find some commonality and the reason why we do this is because finding commonality gives the humanness to that person knowing that you know the reality is that we have done things myself included for sure that we were not we were not really proud of or or wanted to share or wanted to um you know or even looked back and felt maybe a sense of guilt over um but it wasn't it wasn't really that we are evil in any way that you know I've done things I've hurt people of course and it was never intentional of me of you know it was never intentional you know, even even my clients, you know, I've had people that, you know, I've said words and really pinged them because of maybe their uh, past that I wasn't aware of. And, you know, they got really mad at me. And of course, they probably hate me. And that wasn't my intention, but I have hurt someone. And for me, you know, I know that I'm human. And finding commonality and why someone may do something um, creates common creates, it settles the feeling down. So it's like someone cutting you off in their car if they pull in front of you. I've used this example before in my talks that the minute they pull in front of you, what happens is sometimes we can react and we're like, ah, you're so inconsiderate. What's wrong with you? This, you know, person just cut me off and you get really mad and upset at them and you may even call them names and flick them off. 
But at that moment, we're not recognizing or not finding the commonality that we too, no, couldn't sunk. Seriously, we have all cut someone off. We have all, um, especially if you live in a big city, we have all maybe unintentionally like are rushing to get somewhere because of whatever reason. Who knows? Maybe that person was, if they didn't show up um, on time for work, they maybe were on uh, probation and they could have got fired. I don't know. So very much in their head, of course, and wasn't paying attention at all. So we too have not paid attention. We have not been able to uh, be mindful of those around us and maybe unintentionally would, for example, cut someone off. So that's the commonality, finding the commonality that we too have done something to a greater or less extent. So moving forward, um, separation, resources, commonality. The next part is understanding. Understanding that why what happened happened. And this kind of ties back to the resources that, well, you understand why it happened because they don't have the resources to be able to do what it is that maybe you expected or you hoped for. And then you move on to forgiveness. I know, I only gave you four four steps. (laughs) So we have separate resources, commonality, understanding, and then we forgive. But we forgive first, which is actually a really hard step for most people ourselves. Uh, Because we want to make sure that we're not holding on to, when we find that commonality, that we too have done stuff, we tend to be really hard on ourselves. But again, we are not evil. It was not our intention to do that, of course. Uh, If you're listening to this, obviously everybody here has good intention to want to evolve and grow and have self-discovery and and, um, learn and be better. So everybody listening to this does not have, is a good person. So we understand that and we forgive ourselves for those behaviors that we have done to a greater or lesser extent when we find the commonality. So we forgive ourselves, then we move on to forgiving them. Forgiving them, knowing that they too were human, they likely were doing the best that they could because they didn't have the resources. Then the last part is after we forgive because everything is an energy in in us. And so basically we were holding on to kind of that energy. And this is, if we don't do this last part, that's what builds up to resentment. (laughs) We let go. (laughs) So the last part is letting go. And really letting go is acceptance. It's accepting that, that that is what happened, that happened in the past. It was their behavior and just simply letting letting it go. And here at this part, you can even just, you know, put it on. A, I love the clouds. I love nature. So you can even imagine as if you were putting that whole scenario and tying it up and just putting it in a cloud or something and sending it off into the cosmos because you no longer need to hold on to that. So I'll just recap briefly and then I'll answer any questions um, uh, that you guys may have about this. So we have separate the behavior from the person, identify the resources that that person may have had. Um, or lack of resources, you establish commonality, knowing that you two, from a greater or less extent, have maybe done the same thing, and then you establish, then you un- create under- understanding, understanding, knowing that what did happen and why it happened, 
So tying back to the, the, the resources that they had, you forgive ourselves for maybe engaging in behaviors to a greater or lesser extent, forgive them, and then we accept by, by letting go. We accept by letting go of that whole thing. And that really gets to a deeper forgiveness. And, and it's pretty powerful. And even people that verbally say over and over and over, I forgive and I forgive and I forgive, and they're like, holy crap, I did not really fully forgive. And in all honesty, I still forgive people, you know, um, man, if for those of you that do not know me, um, you know, my upbringing was pretty chaotic. I was a foster child and, you know, on my own for um, a significant period of my childhood and basically was emancipated at 16 and on my own. And that's because my mom had issues. You know, my father too was not really around and uh, I learned to forgive in them over and over and over. So I still continue to learn how to forgive and those emotions about my past are, are, I don't really have those buttons as much just because of that forgiveness and being able to let go of that and understand that really mom, dad did not have the resources. That was the main thing. They, they just did not know because mom really, her past was pretty much being repeated because, you know, she felt abandoned from her mom. So, you know, I felt abandoned. And so the pattern just continues to repeat from generation to generation. And when I work on, you know, traumas or even feelings of depression, anxiety, or these deep uh, uh, emotions that are held in, you see it really trickling in all the way to great grandparents (laughs) when people like know their past. And it's like a light bulb moment, like, holy crap, none of them had the resources. Nobody gave them resources because we cannot get that which we do not know. We cannot get that which we do not know. An example would be like a movie. Think of a movie. That movie that you come up with is only going to be one that you have seen or known. You're not going to think of a movie that you never seen or you never known of or never heard of because how could you? How could it come to consciousness? It is not even present in you. So if nobody ever showed you how to be kind, how to be forgiving, how to be how to look at your feelings or how to do all the things that we're doing in this space of self-discovery and healing, then how would you know? <laughs> That's why you're even here listening to this is to learn and to grow and to to know because really everything I'm giving to you all is something that I learned from someone else as well that I picked on and and when I heard it and someone even went over this forgiveness formula I was like whoa (laughs) that makes sense and I knew that just because of how it made me feel it made me feel lighter it made me feel good hearing this Here's a comment and a statement from a parent who is asking on how to handle their adopted daughter who is age five overcome their traumas. Yeah, when working with children, uh, they are evolving mind-wise, very, and they're very open. So their communication may not be as verbal their communication especially if there's prior abandonment and insecurities it's going to be feeling safe there's going to be a lot of patience on the end of the parent that is nurturing this person to help them heal and they're very open at that age so that's a good thing you can do a lot of work by educating yourself as a parent to help them so that you are not being pinged and feeling like for example that you're a bad parent or you're not doing it right or you know because this is can cause like frustration and you know anxiety and um, just in order to create that safe space because ch- 
children very much communicate subconsciously, not verbally. So they pick up on those patterns and they pick them up. That's why they're sponges, man. They pick up, they start repeating things. They may even start saying things, but it's the how they act even like that. You know, they'll watch a, a TV show or a series or a movie and then all of a sudden they may be even acting like that, one of the characters in that movie because they're picking up on subconscious cues and really taking that information in. So making sure that we are demonstrating, you know, safety, uh, consistency, uh, the repeating a pattern of, of um, allowing them to open and express themselves and, and giving that comfort, you know, because that comfort, that security has been broken by maybe their past. But it's, it's, it takes time, patience. And at that age, it's really beautiful that, you know, you're able to come in and even help them with that at the age of five and on, even as a teen, teens are just very open and receptive more so than um, adults. It gets more and more solidified in our characteristics really, or our patterns, because the more we repeat our patterns, their pattern, those patterns or programming are a bit more ingrained. So it may take a bit more for us to kind of unwire and rewire some new pathways. Here's a comment that someone just states that they liked what I said about energy release or the letting go part of the forgiveness formula. Everything's energy. Everything in life is energy and emotions, thoughts, feelings. Um, they're all just held emotions and held energy in our body uh, because we are energy. Who we are is the most advanced computer um, that you will ever interface with that is picking up things around us all the time and that's why we have we do store memory which is energy um, in our body Uh, we think that maybe we only pick up data from maybe our sight but we are picking up from our hearing from our taste from our smell Um, it is the reason why when you smell a cologne or a perfume that maybe you think of a particular person <laughs> or you think of a particular event just because that memory is so ingrained even in our senses, all of our senses, or hearing a song. And that song that is being played, if it's a happy song or a song when you're at a, an event, m- reminds you of that event or even a sad song. That's why when we hear those breakup, that breakup music, we instantly get sad because that memory is held in our senses. That is the subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is our body and picking up those senses. And so becoming aware of that is just giving you more uh, emotional balance and stability so that you can regulate more appropriately so that you can achieve what it is you want to achieve so that you're not reactive and more proactive in your behaviors so that you can co-create, <laughs> co-create the life that you want, as opposed to, in a way, self-sabotaging ourselves to maybe repeat old patterns that we were just taught. That's it. We were taught them. We would not, not otherwise know them. So it's really not our fault for, for being exposed to that which we are repeating. So whatever someone else told us, we repeat to ourselves. That is limiting beliefs, really. Thanks for listening, and I hope you gained some newfound insights or realizations. If you would like future alerts on new episodes, be sure to subscribe. You could also leave us feedback by commenting or simply show us support for this channel by rating us. That is how content gets seen on these platforms, by your feedback. 
So if you choose to do so or have done so already, we are very grateful and thank you. Until next time, have a great day.